you're listening to the Ideal Life Club podcast, episode 44. Welcome to the Ideal Life Club podcast, where it's all about fast-tracking your ideal life. Join your host, life coach, and author of The Happiness Habits Transformation, Michelle Reeves, for inspiration and practical tips to finally claim success on your terms with clarity, confidence, and the courage to unleash your passion on the world. Michelle here and welcome back to the Ideal Life Club podcast. Now one of the things you might not know about me is that I love public speaking. Now that's not to say it doesn't scare the bejesus out of me sometimes because I get just as nervous as anyone when I'm about to go on stage but I just love sharing the lessons I've learned and helping others to live their best life. Last year, I was lucky enough to be invited to be the keynote speaker at the What's On For Kids conference, where I spoke about a concept that I call the messy middle. The messy middle is that space between those exciting ideas we have as business owners or creators and actually seeing them come to life. It's where fear sits. It's where doubt sits. And it's where failure sits. But there is a way through the messy middle and that's what I shared in this talk and what I thought it would be fun to share with you in today's episode. Now this was a live talk so you'll hear some laughter and clapping and the sound is a bit different to what you might be used to on the show but I hope you still enjoy it. Oh and do listen out for a story I tell about my close encounter with a major soccer team. But before we get started, this episode is sponsored by my book, The Happiness Habits Transformation. And I have a question for you. What if your routine made you happier every single day? In this book, I urge us all to take a time out without feeling guilty about it, to rebuild our daily routine into one that serves us, one habit at a time. This is the perfect book for you if you've been promising yourself that this is the year you finally put yourself first on your to-do list. Through my personal experience of depression and how I rebuilt my life through a combination of eight simple happiness habits, I show you how you can create a simple routine with time to focus on you, release yourself from the habit of negativity, boost your self-esteem, and importantly, dream and plan out those big, exciting goals. Think of it as laying a new foundation, paving the way for sparkle, success, and more happiness. The Happiness Habits Transformation is available now from Amazon globally. Okay, back to today's episode, and I hope you enjoy this talk from the What's On For Kids conference. So I'm very excited to be introducing our first speaker. She's someone I've actually worked with personally, and someone that can really help us break things down, as there's a lot of difficult situations as business owners that we deal with on a daily or weekly basis, and she really helps us find the positive in those situations. So I'm delighted to introduce today's first speaker and certified life and confidence coach, Michelle Reeves. Okay, hello everybody. Okay, so from sabotage to success in 20 minutes. So why did we choose this entrepreneurial life? We didn't choose it because it's easy, let's be honest. We chose it because it's who we are. 
because we have dreams and goals that get us out of bed in the morning, that wake us up at night, that, if we're honest, bore the pants off our friends. But when we're in a room like this with people who understand us and get us, it lights us up. Everyone here knows what it's like to be in the position that you are in. And as successful business people, we know the importance of taking action, but we also have exciting visions about where we're trying to get to, whether that's winning an award tonight, growing our businesses, or, for example, making a difference in the lives of the children that you and your teams all inspire every single day. And while we're on that topic of awards, put your hand up if you're a finalist today. Let's give them a round of applause, guys, because that's amazing. Yes. Yeah. So those ideas that we talked about, I talked about at the beginning, those ideas were the start of our journey, and they shimmered in all their perfection. Yeah? And success at the other end is joy and achievement and pride in a job well done. But in between the idea and success, it gets messy. And that messiness can make us feel really sad because we almost have to mourn for that idea as it was so that it can be reborn into what it's actually going to become, the reality of running a business. And it can be really difficult here in the messy middle, can't it? Give me another hand up today if you're a parent. Oh, my goodness. Right, the ultimate messy middle scenario, parenting. So we have the idea at the beginning, that joy, that excitement, when we find out we're going to become a parent, all those plans that we have, designing the nursery, writing that birth plan. I shall have candles and light music and cushions and bean bags, and it's all going to be lovely. And then at the other end, yeah, when they graduate and the joy and the pride that we have, maybe they get married and maybe have they, they have children of their own. But oh my God, that messy middle that nobody tells you about. And the thing is, is that the messy middle is where fear sits. It's where judgment sits. It's where failure sits. So let me just take you back to the dark days of my postnatal depression for a moment. So after multiple successful careers in PR and marketing and online business, I found myself in a position where I could barely get out of bed in the morning to look after this little four-pound premature baby. And I found myself in that position where I, I just didn't know how to get through the day. I was a successful person, and I just couldn't figure it out. And that's because at that time, my enemy was my mind. And its weapon of choice was negative thoughts. And those negative thoughts would go round and around in my mind. And it was like a personal propaganda campaign targeting my confidence and my self-esteem. And those thoughts, they really created the wrong results for me. They had a big impact on the results that I found in my life at that time. Now, I want to talk you, take you through um, a, a model today, and I'm going to teach you a couple of little tools um, that you can use when you find yourself in situations like this. Because 
It's interesting to wonder how something as simple as the thoughts that I had in my mind at that time, those thoughts which were, had such a big impact on my life, how could they have so much power? Well, that's because at its base level, our mind's main job is to protect us. And the way that it does that, um, I'll explain you a little story about this, actually. So if we can take you back to imagine that you are um, in caveman and cavewoman times, okay? So imagine you're part of a tribe and you're foraging for food and you're navigating the niceties of cave society. So who's the popular cave girl? Does my bum look big? in this animal skin, you know the kind of thing that you would expect that would be important to you back then. But the decisions that you took in your life at that time could literally be life or death. And the reason for that is that the, at its base level, our brain's most important function at that time was to keep us alive. It was to help us to survive. Yeah? And the way that it did that was by making sure that we avoided pain or discomfort, like being eaten by a saber-toothed tiger, for example. It would make sure that we sought pleasure, so that we moved towards things that were good for us, like heat, like good healthy food, like relationships, like the community of the tribe, a bit like the community we have here today. And it would also make sure that we conserve energy so that we had enough energy available to run away when we needed to, or to chase after our next meal when we needed to. And this is called the motivational triad. And the motivational triad actually explains a lot about how we still interact today and how our brain can sabotage us without us even realizing it. So any time that you have negative thoughts, Anytime you're not getting the results that you want in your life or your business, maybe you're feeling challenged by something, you're maybe fearful of doing something, then the motivational triad is going to kick in. And here's what it might look like for you. It might look like you're avoiding the pain or the discomfort of stepping outside your comfort zone. It might look like you're avoiding the pain or discomfort of doing Facebook Lives. Yeah? or starting to do video in your business. Somebody shout out something that is painful or causes discomfort for them in their business. <laughs> Anything else? Come on, a bit of fear. What scares you? Singing in the class. What else scares you? Expanding. Selling. Yes, huge one. Anything else? Sorry? Lack of customers, absolutely. So, you know, it can look like us moving away from those things, moving away from the things that make us feel bad. And instead, we move towards pleasure, busy work, stuff that we can spend loads of time on. It's not actually growing our businesses, right? We can seek pleasure by not kind of stepping outside of our comfort zone, staying inside our comfort zone where we know it's nice and safe, but we don't grow when we're inside our comfort zone. We only ever grow when we're outside our comfort zone. And it can also look like, if we're honest, scrolling through Instagram. It can look like online shopping. It can even look like cleaning the house. And it can look like conserving energy. So give me an example of when you might conserve energy. Procrastination, anyone? That's just your body. It's your mind telling you to conserve energy. So we do that, and that's how um, the motivational triad can impact us. 
And the motivational triad operates at the level of our thoughts. And that's really important because each of us in this room today will have somewhere between 60,000 to 80,000 thoughts in a day. And of those thoughts, up to 70% of them will be negative. And if we're trying to grow our businesses and do things we want to in our life, that is a problem. Because our thoughts literally create our reality. And this is not a new idea. There is nothing either good or bad, but thinking makes it so. This was William Shakespeare back in the 1500s. And he understood what we know now, which is that it is not the situation that you're in that causes you to feel fear or happiness or sadness or challenge when we're trying to achieve something. It's the thoughts that we have about that situation and the story that our mind weaves those thoughts into that makes us feel joy, that makes us feel fear, that makes us feel happiness. So what can we do about that if we've got these thoughts? Yeah? How can we, we mobilise ourselves? How can we take back our power so that we can make sure we are in charge of those thoughts? One way that we can do this is by using the STEER model. And you have a copy of it on the card underneath your chair, so you can take a I'm always interested to see who bends down first. <laughs> always interested. That'll be you. <laughs> so the STEER model is something I use with my coaching clients. And it's a layered model. And the STEER model allows us to analyze what's going on up here when we're struggling to get results in our lives and our businesses. So the first level of the steer model is the situation that we're in. And really importantly, the situation is fact. There's no emotion here when we're doing this. What is the fact of the situation? We're all sitting in a room today. right? That's the fact. You can layer all sorts of stuff over that, the journey that you've been on, the man that was coughing on the coach that just drove you crazy, the fact that they did your coffee wrong when you were on the way. There can be all sorts of things that went on, but at its base level, the situation is just fact. But the second level down is our thoughts. And our thoughts, it's our thoughts about the situation and the story that our mind weaves around those thoughts, that is what actually triggers reality for us. That is our reality, it's how we see the world and it will be different for everybody. And those thoughts, they trigger emotions, the E-line of the model. And those emotions, they trigger the actions or inactions that we take every day. It's not the situation that you're in that creates the results. Your results are a consequence of the actions or inactions that you take, which are a direct result of your thoughts. So we can use this model to analyze what's going on and figure out, you know, why am I having these results that I don't want? What's going on? We have to be really honest. We have to be honest. What are the thoughts I'm thinking? What are the emotions I'm having? What actions or inactions are causing my results? Yeah? I can tell you a little story, if you'd like me to, that just explains this model in a little more detail. George is going to smile here because he knows what I'm going to say. So let me take you back to my first job in business. Little 22-year-old me working in PR. And my, one of my clients at the time was Fila. Anybody know Fila? 
couple of hands. It's a sports brand. And at that time, Fila were just coming back, and they sponsored the Chelsea football team. And one of my jobs when I first started was this big assignment. I was really excited about it. It was going to be such a great thing for me. It was going to put my name on the map in this small PR agency. And my job was to take a photographer down to the Chelsea football ground and photograph the team wearing all their lovely feeler gear. So I was really excited about this, headed down to the ground, and uh, I got to the ground with my photographer, and the training manager at the time, he showed me to where I thought we were supposed to go, and he said, right, all you have to do is walk down this corridor, and you'll get to the room where the footballers will eventually be waiting, so you can just wait there. I said, great, okay, no problem. So I opened the door, and I started walking down this corridor. And I stopped because it, it actually felt quite hot in this corridor, and I couldn't figure out why it was hot. But I just kept going. And then I realized I couldn't really see very well, and it was a bit foggy. And I kept, this doesn't seem quite right to me. But I just kept going. And then suddenly, the fog kind of started to lift. And I realized the reason it was hot and the reason it was foggy was I wasn't walking down a corridor. I was walking through the Chelsea football showers. <laughs> and then I realized very quickly after that, the showers were not empty. And the Chelsea football team was still in the showers. Now, the situation that I was in was completely neutral. But the thoughts I was having at the time, they were really interesting. And those thoughts that I was having were all about how bad I felt. They clearly don't think I'm any good at my job. I'm just a 22-year-old PR girl. They think I'm rubbish. This is going to spiral out of control. I'm not going to get the photos that I'm supposed to. I'm going to end up crashing my career. And those thoughts led to emotions in my body, embarrassment from my ears to my toes. And that could have led to some really bad actions. <laughs> now, you've never seen me walk so fast as I got out of those showers, I can tell you. But I could have just quit on the on that point, you know, I could have been like, oh my God, I just can't do this, I have to go. Now, thankfully, a player who was the captain of the team at the time, he was very kind, and he pulled the players together and he said, let's do the photo for her now. And we did that, and we got the photo, which is great. But it could have been very different. On the way home, uh, sorry, on the way back to the office, when I was thinking through what was going on, in my mind, I was playing those thoughts over and over again. Oh my God, I'm going this is not, you know, I'm not going to be able to do this career. I just can't end up in people's showers all the time. That's not what it was told to me as. <laughs> but if I'd used the model in a slightly different way, I could have actually got some results that I was really looking for. And when I'm working with my coaching clients, we use this model in a different way. We turn it upside down. And then we can start with the results that we actually want in our lives. And we can say, what am I looking for here? And then we say, what actions would create those results? What do I need to be doing? And then we can say, what do I need to be feeling in order for those, uh, those actions to take place? And then we can say, what thoughts do I need to be having to create those emotions? And when you know the thoughts that you need to be thinking, you've got a gift. You've got the gift of choice, because you can choose to start practicing those thoughts, and you can choose to start believing those thoughts. And that's really important, because our brains do not see the difference between reality and a strongly held belief. So when we have things don't go well in our business, as we talked about before, things don't go well in our lives, it can make us feel really bad. And we can start internalizing that negativity, especially when we have teams. That negativity can start coming out in our voices. So we can start grumbling and moaning. And what happens then is that negativity, when it seeps into our bodies, comes out in our language and it affects our teams.
Anybody been in a situation where they've got a negative team that they've got to work with? It make, yeah, makes it really hard, right? That negativity can kind of spiral out of control. And we'll say things like, oh my God, I knew that that woman was never going to turn up to that meeting. This dress that I'm wearing, never should have bought it, just doesn't suit me. And now it's raining and the traffic's going to be bad and I'm going to be late. And this was me. All the time, I would be having negative thoughts until the day I was in the kitchen with my daughter. And she was only about four or five at the time. And I noticed something really amazing. Then any time negative thoughts came out of my mouth as part of our day-to-day chit-chat, she would just say three little words and they would turn my negativity upside down. And those three little words were but, at, least. Oh, good one. You want to do an R. I know you want to do an R. And those three little words, they literally turned my negativity upside down. And abracadabra, I felt better. So if we go back to those scenarios, those people didn't turn up for the meeting, but at least I get to sit and finish my coffee now. I don't like this dress I'm wearing. I wish I'd never bought it, but at least now I get to gift it to a charity shop. Someone else is going to look incredible in it. And it's raining and we're going to be late for school and the traffic's terrible. But at least, mummy, we get to sing songs in the car together. And that's what she'd say to me. So, but at least, three little words. They are scientifically grounded in the practice of gratitude, which when there's been lots of research to show how gratitude can radically change the way that we feel. So those are my two little tools for you today. The steer model and but at least. Practice them next time you, when you go away from here, after the awards and you go back to your businesses and you're finding that you're not getting the results that you want in your life and business or if stuff gets hard, practice them, use them, share them. Because I have a dream that one day everyone from the children in your classes to multi-millionaires can understand the power of their primitive mind to work for them and against them and use tools like this to get back on track with where they're trying to get to, to take back their power. And at the same time, help them and help all of us to manage the messy middle. Thank you. So there you have it, my speech at last year's What's On for Kids conference. I hope you enjoyed it. Leave me a comment or drop me a note on Facebook or Instagram and let me know what resonated with you. And if you have any questions at all about this or any episode of the show, feel free to ask away. I read all your comments and reply personally, so do get in touch. Okay, that's it from me today. Thank you so much for tuning in. I know your time is valuable and I really do appreciate you taking the time to join me today. Before I go, I would love you to join us in the Ideal Life Club Facebook community, a supportive space I've created on Facebook for ambitious women who want to grow themselves as well as their businesses. Goal setting and accountability are two key themes we work on in the group. So if 2020 is the year you really want to make a difference in your business, find out more and join us by heading over to michellereevescoaching.com forward slash ideal life cub. And finally, if you enjoyed this episode, it would mean the world to me if you would comment, subscribe and leave a review on iTunes. It really does mean that more amazing women will be able to find the show. 
In the meantime, until next time, be positive, be powerful, be productive, and keep fast-tracking your ideal life. Bye for now.